genre. Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. And today we're about to go off on minute 16, which begins with Skinner jogging away from Nicholas and ends with Inspector Frank Butterman introducing himself to Angel. Yeah. Uh, I've started doing this thing where I I refer to because uh, you know we write a lot of notes for this show obviously you do um, that's just, yeah okay fair um, but I've started doing this thing where I'm treating uh, Sergeant Angel as like a a superhero persona where when I'm writing my notes so like he's only Angel when he's in uniform and any other time I refer to him as Nicholas. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like Nicholas is is yeah. Like Nicholas is definitely his um, Clark Kent. Yeah, but yeah, Angel, Angel, Angel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Angel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he, he, he is. You know, more so than maybe Sean or World's End. This could be. I think we even talked about it with Cassandra, but this could be an animated series. Mm-hmm. Or a comic book. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Angel is just such a he's almost he's like he's like a more chill axe cop. <laughs> he is. His he's, world is more normal than Axe Cop's world. He's like Gizmo Duck meets Axe Cop. <laughs> I love that. I've cracked it. Gizmo Duck meets Axe Cop meets Kermit the Frog. There we go. Yeah, because yeah. he does have that kind of sensitive heart at the center. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Gizmo Duck, if I'm not mistaken, could Gizmo Duck was that a secret identity or was he like cyborg? Was his body eviscerated and destroyed? No, it was a secret identity because it would build itself around him. Okay. Because remember he only had the one wheel, so like it yeah. would build him build around him and when he said the when he said the the secret word, it was like Shazam, but like God. it would build it uh, kind of like the Iron Man two suit. Yeah, it would build around him like the Iron Man two suit, and then he would always wobble for a second while he got his balance because uh, of the fuck, single fuck, wheel. Fuck, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, just like that on the kids' yeah. show. Yeah. And he was like a nerd, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He was a fucking nerd. <laughs> well, cool, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I And I also, I don't know, he just, all of his costumes are very, like, what an animated character wears. Mm-hmm. Like, his jogging suit is still, like, his primary colors, but mm-hmm. he, now it's just, like, a little polo. It's a polo. Yeah. The fact that he runs in a polo, um, which I think we talked about last week, it's just... It's borderline, like, funny games territory. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost creepy. He if he didn't if he wasn't such a I think if it wasn't for Simon Pegg's like sort of uh, just vulnerability that mm-hmm. you just his inherent vulnerability that, you know, some actors just have this kind of inherent nature. Mm-hmm. I think he could potentially be a much more severe character, a much more creepy character. Yeah, I think that's true. 
You know what I, 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 you know, I, I don't, I don't criticize this movie a lot. Uh, certainly not. I mean, uh, beyond the lack of female characters, like I kind of don't really criticize this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I will say that the movie I, I'm realizing doesn't do a great job of really is showing how small this village is because it really does feel like kind of a large village because you don't get like a sense of like the geography of the whole place, you know? Y- yeah. Um, but then he's jogging here and he jogs past his hotel and I'm like just realizing like, oh, right, that's his hotel because it has the best Western sign. Like that's the Swan Hotel. Yeah. Billy Whitehall is even I think like is, is, isn't that Billy Whitehall? Yeah, that's Joyce Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, uh, yeah, that's obviously. Yeah, that's Joyce Cooper. But I guess I just never really and like uh, right, I don't you, know. Know, you, you never get like that geological like wide shot of the village introductory. You know, like we just got done watching. I feel like three movies in a row with like mm-hmm. exemplary world building. Mm-hmm. Would, uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, sure. You know, made, you know, you really got a sense of like, this is where this is how stuff. Works. And I don't know that now that you say that it is, it is interesting how the movie seems uninterested in Stanford, Sanford. God damn it. <laughs> and as, as a place, as a location of like, this is where this is. This is where we go here. And here you can see the school. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when he walks across the street from the, from the hotel to go to the pub, like, he was just about to jog past it, I think. Like it's right, it's like right there. Yeah. Um, which is uh is interesting. Like, you know, like breaking it down like this, we're we're sort of starting to put together the geography of of Sanford. Yes. Um, but it's not something that I I kind of just took it at face value. It's like it's a small village. Well, all right, but like it still has like a pretty large grocery store. Sure. Um, and uh, it's still you know there's still a lot. I don't know. Like, there's there's chase sequences, so like you know, yeah, it's, yeah, not, there, it's there, not that small. There's like rows of fences, and you know, we did get that really beautiful aerial shot like two or three minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right when Village Green Preservation Society kicked in. Oh yeah, where we were like, oh, it's a little bit bigger than I thought. You know. Yeah. Um. So to to bring it back, not 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 to talk too much about the old show, but uh, how would you say the uh, the village of Sanford uh, relates to that of Hill Valley, California? You know, um, I was thinking about that when I was when I was when it came up in my brain, I was thinking about Hill Valley a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, we still had to look up a map of Hill Valley to figure it out, but at least you, you sort of got a sense of like, okay, so there's like historical downtown, like square clock tower, porno theater. Right. Right. So there's that, that area, (laughs) uh, the historical porn theater of Hill Valley, California. Uh, (laughs) And then I miss it so much. (laughs) And then, and then, uh, and then you sort of have like the new side of town where like the mall is, right? And, um, where they where they built out of uh, out of uh, the Brown Estate, where yes. it's just the garage next to the mm-hmm. Burger King, and I assume that's the side of town where the mall is, right? Um, Lion Estates, right? And then you have Lion Estates, which is the opposite side and, of town, yes. right? And so, like, you kind of get a a sense of like maybe not the grand scope of Hill Valley, but you get like a sense of like the different parts of Hill. Yeah, Valley. certainly the broad stroke. You know what it means to go from like historic to historic Hill Valley to. Uh, Lion Estates by the end of the trilogy, right? You're like, okay, I, I, I kind of if you're if you if you ever do that like Thanksgiving rewatch of all of them that happens right. sometimes. Um, Whereas this, like, I I wonder if when we get to the end of this movie, we will have a a sort of a geographical understanding yeah. of of Sanford or not. And yeah, and you know, maybe it's just a simple question. And this is why I love film is you give if you gave Hot Fuzz to Dan Harmon, mm-hmm. it would be a completely different movie. He would find completely different things to say mm-hmm. about like. 
buddy cop set in rural village and it's also like a serial killer story mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you, i bet if you did give this to another filmmaker you would get a really fleshed out hyper like springfieldian sanford mm-hmm. you know like or like a wallet that kind of reminds me of wallace and gromit like ardman animation is really good at like this is what the whole village society is like yeah in caveman times or chicken run times <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in the times of chicken run god imagine if all of those movies were about the same town in different parts of history just, just, yeah oh my god yeah like a like a, a black adder but like a town yeah uh that'd be great yeah but but and, and so it, it could just be that edgar wright when writing this wasn't interested in in that and that's just what i find really yeah so we're, well, not, we're not really knocking it so much as just kind of like pointing out yeah areas that it's not really interested in right, kind of right, like right. how there's no fucking women in the movie right, right. or or chill or, or 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 children children or uh small uh, uh small women there's no there's no girls or women like yes there's a few women. There's, there's that's true. No there's girls. no girls. That's very, that's a very good point. <laughs> there are some women. There are no girls. No. Again, I'm very interested and anxious about the big carnival scene yeah. because my my memory of that scene is that it was filled with people and families. I know at least one of the police officers had a had a son mm-hmm. or a kid. That's the thing. Maybe it was a daughter. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so it, it it's not so much. I I I think like a big part of it too is that we're just because we're American, we're probably just like a little more interested in in that stuff uh, of yeah. like like the ge- geographic. Like it could just be a thing where Edgar Wright is just sort of taking it for granted because this is the village he grew up in. So, oh, that's very true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So he's just like you know, I don't need to establish this. Like everyone knows, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, no. Is this you? His- you know, yeah, because <laughs> you grew up there. <laughs> Yeah, like for all we know, this could be the la- the basic layout of any number of villages. Sure, that's yeah. also true. Kind, yeah. of, kind of similar to how some movies will sort of rely on an American mm-hmm. knowledge of suburbia. Yeah, yeah. And I should say, like, I you know, this doesn't take me out of the movie or no, anything. No. It's just... We're watching this minute by minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just something that I thought about. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really know the layout of Sanford, really. Yeah. So, um just something to just something to think about. What did you people think was going to happen? <laughs> so, uh, so then we go in and we are we're back with uh, with uh, Sergeant Turner here, the the desk Sergeant Turner. Yes. And uh, Nicholas is baffled about uh, his change of appearance and demeanor. Yes. So I I'm curious about this. Mm-hmm. So you you let's just say you go to work right, mm-hmm. and someone that you saw look at let's just say you closed on a Monday, opened on a Tuesday. So as you're leaving Monday night, you see a dude clocking out, and he was like jovial, good natured. And you're like, "Well, good on that guy for being so positive at like two in the morning." Mm-hmm. You go to work, you get a full night. You go home, you get a full night's sleep. You wake up, you open, you go to the morning. That dude is still there. Now his hair is in a noticeably different style. It is unkempt. His whole demeanor is different. He has a droopy disposition. He has. <laughs> He has no memory of basic parts of your last and only interaction. <laughs> Does your mind peer into the possibility of this isn't the same dude? I don't know. Right? Like, it's it's the perfect... It's just crazy enough. Well, it's it reminds me a lot of another question I often ask myself. Okay. So, you know, you and I partake in a lot of... Uh, uh, we'll call it, you know, cheesy media. For um, sure. We watched we watched the Princess Switch. Other others would say guilty pleasures, and that that somehow feels dishonest. To yeah, us. because it, we're not guilty about it. We genuinely yeah. enjoy these stupid things. No, yeah. <laughs> um, but know this: we are aware they're stupid. Yeah. 
We just enjoy yeah. them. I feel guilty when I like forget to call my parents. I don't feel guilty about like watching the Princess Switch on that. Book. Right. Yeah. So so uh, using the Princess Switch as uh, the last time I thought about this yeah. um, until just now when you reminded me of this, mm-hmm. I have often wondered if the instance that ever came up, like say say an orphan black situation came up, and I'm like at a train station and I see my twin. At the train station, um, maybe not the part where they kill themselves, but just see, see my twin or like in getting the princess on, switch. Getting onto a train. Yeah, or the, yeah. And in the princess switch, they bump into each other yeah. and then they, they're like, oh my gosh, like what is this? Yeah. Or a parent trap situation where one of you is like, like, a, like, a, like a card shark. Right. What would we, would you actually recognize yourself in another person? Like would you oh, man. be able to, if someone was your exact duplicate and you saw them and you'd never seen someone that was your exact duplicate before, would you see them and immediately be like, you look exactly like me? Did you, did you ever see Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal? No. Uh, it, 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 it's kind of about this where like, you know, uh, a man suddenly become, oh, he's watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal's watching a movie and then like, the the waiter in a scene is Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, and he's like, "What the?" F-? And then he finds out there's like an actor on IMDb that looks just like him, and then like s- sets the movie off. Okay. Um, and I, 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 I think, I think I have, I have seen enough people that look like me, mm-hmm. and I have heard from enough people of like, dude, I literally thought you were at like the 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 Best Buy yesterday, or like mm-hmm. I literally saw you in a car, but you were like in a plumber suit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Depending on like what my hair looks like mm-hmm. or like stuff that I, 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 I wouldn't put it past myself to not recognize myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the other factor is like, you know, and maybe, maybe we have a, a listener who's a twin who can, uh, that'd be great. Uh, talk, talk about this in any, in any way. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously they would be used to the fact that there's someone who looks exactly like them walking around on the planet. But, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, one of the things that I think, we take for granted in a movie twin secret twin scenario is that, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I mean, obviously you're very familiar with the way that you look, you look at yourself in the mirror all the time, but when you look at yourself in the mirror versus if another one of you was standing in front of you, it would be where it would be flipped. Yeah. There's that line in Looper where Jessica Gordon-Levitt says that uh, Bruce Willis's face looked backwards. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it would look backwards. So like, I don't know if you, if I don't know if the same synapses yeah. well, would, you know, you know be every, going off. Uh, people, you know, plenty of people have that reaction to seeing themselves on film or on a video mm-hmm. of like, whoa, wait, why does that's what my face looks like when it, is sideways or, yeah you know or the back yeah. that's you know that's what my hair looks like from the back you know? right right but yeah I, I i definitely wouldn't you know as, as easy as it is like i think i think it goes back to like well how does no one know clark Kent, superman it's like because they're totally different people and you're not looking right why would you why would that ever even cross your mind that they would be the same person <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um yeah so anyway that's something i think about sometimes oh yeah no i've always i ever since i, I remember reading ultimate clone spider clone saga a little bit mm-hmm. like back in the day and being really taken by like, God, Jesus, like there's like a, there's clones of him. There's like a female version of Peter Parker. Like yeah. what would that be like? I mean like a female version of you. Yeah. Multiplicity was a, a, a favorite growing up. Oh yeah. I all love the, multiplicity. All the, all the different Michael Keatons. That leg's got to go, Steve. You know who could do a solid multiplicity style movie? Mm. Or any of either one of these guys, Peg or Frost. Oh yeah. Would be great at it. Oh, for sure. Either one of them could be like a kooky scientist That's that true. creates like, 
extreme versions of the sides of their personality. That's true. Like that episode of Teen Titans. Yeah. Oh, man. Like a few episodes of Teen Titans. <laughs> it would be good. Teen Titans Go. Yeah, that's true. Um, I uh, Okay, so now I have questions about, like, why is the jovial guy... On the night shift and the the grumpy guy on the day shift. Yeah, I like the idea. I like. I think also, I, is there a third guy, or do they both have twelve hour? Is it like the Hemsworths? Yeah, like there's like always another one. Is there a third one? Uh, you, I, I kind of like your shift? your your assessment of these two in a previous episode was that the the guy with the night shift shift is an above average person. Because he is able to remain positive, even though he kind of has like the graveyard shift and probably had to wake up at the crack of, we know, whenever. Mm -hmm. And that this guy is a below average person (laughs) and can't even work enough of a shit to like get up at like 945 in the morning and like be at work by 11. Like, you know what I mean? Like a totally normal, like cushy kind of, I don't know. I like like the idea that this guy just sucks. (laughs) He just sucks. But the other one is like an above average dude. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we've talked about Bill Bailey before, but I, I do, I like this joke and I like that they don't call attention to the joke. Um, that, and that's the thing. There's a, there's a line cut out from the script in this bit. Um, that is, uh, when Angel first comes in, he says, have you done something with your hair? And he goes, no. <laughs> and he goes, well, could you tell Inspector Butterman that I've arrived? No. Why? Cause he's not in yet. Yeah. So <laughs> He, he starts off by being like, did you do something with your hair? But I like that instead of doing that, he just comes in and he's like, good morning. Yeah, he, he sells it just with him, his acting. Yeah. You don't really need a line. And it's and it's sort of like he's just too polite to like say anything. Yes, that kind of, that, that way we all are at work when we just don't want to rock the boat right. in the morning. Right. And or, you don't want to like aff- accidentally offend somebody. Yeah, you're just and, like, whoa, something's different about yeah, yeah, this yeah. person. Just That's the thing where somebody, when, when somebody's like, uh, no one talked about my haircut or whatever. It's like, I guarantee you most people noticed your hair and they just didn't want to say anything in case it was like a yeah. touchy subject or, or just like, or like, you don't want to say like, oh, did you get a haircut? And they're like, no. And you're like, oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't you're like avoiding that situation, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, so I like that he cut that out. And I'm noticing there's a lot of stuff like that um, in this script where they they really put a fine point on a joke. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then they were like, oh, we don't need that. And they just lift it out and they just make it a visual yeah. joke. It kind of reminds me of that thing I, I love hearing about with Breaking Bad, which is they found themselves just cutting lines because of Brian Cranston. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, oh, we don't need it. He, he, he tells us with that look that he's, he's just made. so good. He's just so Fucking good. <laughs> um, he could be. Uh, he could be in an Right. He could be in Grasshopper Nation or whatever the fuck that book was. Well, I don't. We don't. We don't even. We have no idea what he's doing next. I read that book for you, Edgar. I know. So did I. <laughs> it was fine. It was good. It was <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I'm all. I'm all for YA. You know, bisexual romances like that would be cool to see in a in a major movie. That would be cool to see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Edgar Wright's the one to do it, but yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Uh, but then again, if he pulled it off, like it might uh, do wonders for, uh, that's true. His, for, for acceptance from, uh, from dude bros. Yeah. His, uh, yeah. Be like, what change? Yeah. Right. Uh, but it's in something cool that I like. Rick, tell me what to do. Rick. <laughs> Show me what you got. Show me what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, then speaking of <laughs> just they just start malfunctioning by quoting Rick and Morty. Yeah, just out of instinct. That's just dude. That's dude, bro. Yeah, that's malfunctioning. They, it's like how like old abuelas will pull out a rosary. And start <laughs> oh doing yeah, Hail Marys. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, bros, just start quoting Rick and Morty. <laughs> um. So first off, uh, there's this great, uh, what feels like a visual reference to Shaun of the Dead. I mean, I think it's just the way that. Uh, Edgar Wright shoots people looking through peepholes, yeah, but yeah. but uh, I do like. I want to know if there's a if that if there's a, a a peephole shot in World's End now. Oh yeah, good point. Really good point. Yeah, because we have we now have a peephole shot in Shaun of the Dead, and now in in Hot Fuzz. I really want to say there's for sure peepholes in Scott Pilgrim. Mm. I think when maybe when Wallace opens the door for knives, when knives is at the door, maybe there's a peephole. No, I don't know. Baby Driver, I feel like his door had a peephole in it. His shitty little apartment. Yeah. With his dad. Yeah, but this isn't like like a peephole. It's a sliding. It's, door. Yeah, it's a sliding like yeah. Yeah, it's like a uh, like jail cell. Yeah, it's a jail, a, literally. A jail yeah, cell. it's a jail, it's like a jail cell. <laughs> it's a lot like a jail uh, cell. So, how long do you think Danny was in here? Like, you think he got a full like six seven hours of sleep? I think like five or six hours. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? And then just like Olivia Coleman, just like. Well, no, actually, I think he got a full eight hours because I don't think they were out very late. Oh, that's because yeah. it's Nicholas Angel. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't be out at like two in the morning. That no. was probably like seven, eight, seven p.m. Yeah. It was like it was like nine p.m. tops. Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, you know, note uh, speaking of people changing appearances, uh, Danny Butterman, in my opinion, noticeably, it's like he, he it's like he's he looks younger in this scene than he did at the bar. Mm-hmm. Just not being drunk, or maybe he's like bathed and with his hair coming back. He looks like almost like a y- younger than he did in Shaun of the Dead. He does. He definitely looks younger than Shaun of the Dead. Um, yeah, his whole body language is completely different. Just yeah. exactly the way that Simon Pegg's body language is completely different. You know what it is? Uh, uh, Ed had like city miles on him. Yeah, Ed was doing like. Ed, Ed wasn't just smoking weed. Ed was doing like drugs. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, like living hard, probably, drink, you know, and I, I, I just think, well, I mean, yeah, he was drinking. Well, I mean, I guess Danny drinks, drinks plenty, but um, yeah, but Danny's out in the country. He's getting that fresh country air. He's probably yeah. walking to work every day. He doesn't have a car. That's true. It's probably true. He's, he's, um, he's, he's patrolling, even though he's still like, you know, the same, the same shape as Ed. He's like living a more active lifestyle. Mm-hmm, than Ed. Mm-hmm. That's why it bothers me when I hear people say like, you know, uh, Nick Frost, like, isn't, I mean, you know, he's like a whatever actor. And then they'll say stuff like, I mean, Ed and Danny are basically the same character. And it's like, yeah. what? That's like saying Sean and Angel are the same character. Yeah. No, that's completely different. Um, it's, it's, it baffles me that people are, uh, they don't see just how different these characters yeah. are from the, from their Sean of the Dead characters. Yeah. I would say even, I would say the Nick Frost type. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not even going to say there isn't a Nick Frost type, but I would even say that Nick Frost types aren't in Edgar Wright movies. Because mm. when I think of the Nick Frost type, I almost think more of like his character in Attack the Block. Yes. Or like because then that's who he also is in Tomb Raider. That's who it looks like he is in that wrestling movie. Yeah. Where he's just kind of like Nick Frost. Nick Frost. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, yeah. like, I'm gonna say funny, you know. But like in the Edgar Wright movies, they they really because the character that they're aware of what a gifted actor he is. Yeah. And they and they write him these dynamic roles. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. No, yeah, I'm a bit hard, hard disagree on that. Even Paul, even though Paul, I wouldn't, I mean, even though Paul for me, and at the level of the Edgar of the Cornetta trilogy, I think. I mean, his Paul character is definitely like someone merged Danny and Ed into a single entity. You know what? You know what it's like. (laughs) I was going to say it's like if someone merged Ed and uh, Andy. 
Oh, interesting. Because he is sure. kind of he's kind of like the buzzkill. I guess that's for true. For a little yeah. bit of Paul, he's like, the, we shouldn't be doing this, or this is a bad idea. I guess that's true. And he kind of reminds. Uh, yeah, kinda, I could go for a rewatch of that. We should we should do that on the next hiatus. We yeah, should watch Paul. Let's do it for mm-hmm. the whatever the weekend edition of this is. Yeah. Or well, the the no the hiatus episodes. The you hiatus episode. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, while we're, while we're doing like um like invasion of the body snatchers and all yeah, that. yeah 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 we'll, we'll mix in some uh you know some some run fat boy run, run and cuban fury, cuban fury and yeah paul yeah hector and the search no that came out after that's uh, after yeah but yeah that i it's yeah it's it's interesting what just changing your mm-hmm. what little changes can do to create a, whole, a different kind of character whether you're bill bailey or nick frost yeah uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Danny Butterman's introduction in this episode, in this, in this story is just so, it's so good because we've already been introduced to him, but we didn't know that it was him other than we knew that Nick Frost is in this movie and we knew that was Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. Right. But like this introduction of like, why are you dressed like a police officer? Because I am one is so good. Yeah. Cause it tells you everything you need to know about this town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About this village. Like, it's like the last piece of the puzzle. Right. And and how how this like Nick Nicholas is Nicholas Angel is introduced to this town, literally arresting a police officer. Yeah. And that's what the whole movie ends up being is oh, like Oh, I never thought about it yeah. like that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The first thing he does is also the main thing he does. Yeah. 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 He 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 arrests not not to not to be too mean to Danny, but he he arrests corrupt policemen. Mm-hmm. Because even Danny, in a benign way, was getting away with it. He True. was like, "I'm a policeman. Who cares? I can drunk drive." Yeah, which which really sucks. <laughs> yeah. Why is he driving anyway? This village is so yeah, small. Yeah, you don't need to drive. I, I earlier I denounced my statement. You do have a car. You're trying to get into it. <laughs> yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> he doesn't walk anywhere. Fucking bastard. <laughs> oh man. Um. But luckily, uh, uh Frank Butterman arrives. Oh yes, um, we get it. We get on camera Jim Broadbent. Houston, the Broadbent wanna, has landed. I think, I think we should. I think we should save broad, broad yeah, Broadbent talk for for tomorrow. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, because we get Broadbent talk. Yeah, we get a lot more Broadbent uh, tomorrow. It's like a daytime so. talk show. <laughs> uh, get bent with Broadbent. Get bent with Broadbent. <laughs> you know who can get bent? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like roasting people. Oh uh, yeah. So um, all right. Well. Uh, that's uh that's that's gonna be minute sixteen, I think. Uh everybody, if you are on Facebook, you want you're gonna wanna join up in the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub and talk about all the things. What do you think about um I don't know, twins? Yeah, yeah, do you guys have a twin? Do you have twin did you ever did this ever happen to you? Did you ever like mistake a twin for uh, it it's the the other person? Yeah. Uh let, let us know. That's the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on Facebook. And of course, want to give a special shout out to our Patreon associate producer Ed Foster, and we'll be back tomorrow with minute seventeen for the greater good. The greater good. We are the Society. God save the